How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 94 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we're talking about the A's loss on Tuesday night, and then we're going to set you guys up for Wednesday afternoon performance, and then even after that, we're going to talk about the uh, the Astros and the Dodgers because they had a little bit of a kerfuffle and it was entertaining as fuck. Also, before we get into all that stuff, our episode today is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com. Tom Lockdown sent you. So before we get into the A's game from Tuesday night, got to plug the socials. Please follow us at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. You can email any questions that you have, baseball or otherwise, to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com, and I'll answer them here on the show. Um, so yeah, first things first. News coming out of Oakland from uh, multiple multiple news sources, and not sources for me, just things that I've read on like the Chronicle and MLB.com, and where they all had it. Uh, Jesus Lizardo might be joining the rotation on Wednesday. We'll see. So we either have Frankie Montas uh, pitching on Wednesday or we got a uh, Jesus Lizardo and either one is fine with me. So now you're all primed for Wednesday's afternoon matchup. Uh, let's go back into the, what happened on Tuesday. Tuesday, not a great game. Uh, the A's bullpen was shorthanded from, you know, the guys that we usually see like Soria and Petit. And uh, Hendricks was available, but they didn't need him because they were losing. Bob Melvin had told reporters before the game that with the bullpen taking on such a large uh, workload in the first four games against the Angels, uh, because starters weren't going that deep, partially because, you know, one, they weren't necessarily effective, um, and two, because uh, pitch counts are just lower right now. They're not reaching that 100-pitch uh, plateau. They're more like 60 to 75, somewhere in there, and that just limits the amount of innings you can pitch. So they've been going with that, and that meant that uh, we didn't have a bunch of guys available to pitch today, like uh, Soria and uh, Petit, Birch Smith, TJ McFarlane. Probably, he probably could have been available, but uh, they would like to have him not pitch. Uh, Jake Diekman, basically everybody that pitched yesterday. So Daniel Magdalene's last to go four full innings, and uh, that was actually after the first two innings, and he had so many pitches thrown. He ended up with, in the 80s, I believe, uh, on his pitch count, he threw four innings, gave up five hits, three runs, he walked two guys, and he had four strikeouts. A couple of those strikeouts were actually kind of impressive with the curveball. Uh, he was getting, uh, like Trevor Story took a knee when he was swinging at one for strike three. That was a, that was a fun little pitch to watch. Um he was just using way too many pitches to get through these batters. And, uh, you know, they were still touching him up a little bit. They weren't, like, really hammering him, but he wasn't really putting them away either. So that's why his pitch count got really high. And he was also giving up a couple of hits uh, and inning and all that stuff. So uh, we we know what Daniel Mangdon is at this point, And he is an effective change of pace guy. I don't know that he's an effective starter uh, for the A's in their rotation with the championship aspirations. He seems like, a you know, a decent guy now and again, but you don't want to rely on him too much. And that's why, you know, Jesus Lizardo coming back to the rotation, whether that be Wednesday or maybe Friday, if it's not tomorrow, um, then that that's great. Um, so that would mean that Daniel Mangdon can be more of a change of pace guy. If you got, you know, Frankie Montas going to start and then you can piggyback him or somebody who just throws harder or you got, you know, a lefty and then you have Mangdon come in with, uh, you know, out of the bullpen after them. Um, kind of like what I was saying a couple weeks ago with uh, AJ Puck, you got, you know, the lefty front that throws really hard, and then you got Daniel Mangdon who takes his sweet time with his windup. It it did get a lot quicker today, which was nice. Um, but you know, he, 
I don't know that he's an effective five, six inning guy. He might be a an effective one to two inning guy, and I'd be willing to give that a shot. But I don't know that uh, you know the rotation experiment is going to be working out for him in the long term with the A's. And just wrapping up the pitching, uh, Jordan Weems made his major league debut, so shout out to him. He went three innings pitched, which was huge out of the A's bullpen with, you know, Mengden really had to go and, uh, you know, push his arm to the limit going with his four after his pitch count of 87. So uh, he they used Mengden as much as they could, and Weems came in through three. Uh, he was fine for, you know, a major league debut. He gave up four hits. He gave up uh, two earned runs, and he struck out three. You know, after his first inning of work, he really, he went straight through the order um, and went one, two, three innings in his final two innings of work. So uh, he retired his final seven. So maybe it was just jitters getting those first couple of guys, but he settled in. We'll probably see him a little bit more regularly than uh, three innings once a week or so. Um, and then Lou Trevino was not great. He gave up, he had uh, one inning, gave up three hits, three earned runs, walked one, struck out one. Uh, I feel like this might be the Lutrovino that we're going to be seeing more often is he'll have a couple of good relief outings and then he'll have one of these. So he's not going to be necessarily reliable, I don't think. Um, but as I said before the season started, J.B. Wendelkin, he's going to be pitching late innings. Tonight, he pitched the ninth, not necessarily in the uh, scenario that I envisioned, but he did pitch the ninth. So uh, chalk that one up to Jason. He uh, he went one inning Gave up a hit, struck out three. He actually had to get four outs because uh, one of those strikeouts ended up as a uh, wild pitch and runner got on. So uh, he had to get four outs, and he did. And uh, good job, JB. So I think that, you know, as the season progresses, you might actually see him in bigger situations and in late innings. Um, and I think that might actually be how they want to use him. Uh, but he was just, you know, a fresh arm that was down there. So they were like, hey, go finish this game for us and let us go home. So uh, JB did that. But I think that the big takeaway, other than, you know, the final score, which I don't know, I said that, right? 8-3? I, I did this yesterday. I think I gave you guys the score. I'm not positive. It was 8-3. They lost. Uh, Sensatella got the win. Magnet got the loss. The A's are 3-2 on the season. Uh, they are still atop the AL West, I believe. That is correct. The Astros lost their game to the Dodgers, so they are both tied at 3-2, and two, and then you got the Angels at 2-3 and three after they uh, they kind of creamed the Mariners a little bit. Uh, Rendon played in that game, his first with the Angels. He had a home run, so that's something that happened. But the big story for the A's outside of the actual game was uh, Chris Davis still can't buy a hit, and it's a little bit concerning. I think that he's going to get tomorrow off just pure speculation on my end. Um, if by the time you hear this, the game's been played, uh, you can shove it in my face, I guess. But after the game, Bob Melvin said that it looks like Katie's pressing a little bit. Um, I was tweeting out little things that I was seeing um, where pitchers are still attacking him low and away, which was the, the scouting report last year. And uh, he was laying off a little bit, but also, also it's Antonio Sensatella, the, the Rockies' fifth starter. Rockies have a couple of good starters, but they're not really known for their pitching. So uh, maybe he's not scared of Sensatella. And th the pitches weren't necessarily close. They were, you know, a good foot off the plate. So uh, they were definitely chase pitches. So he wasn't swinging, but should he have been swinging? It, that would be a, a bad sign. But him being patient on those pitches, maybe that's progress. I, I'm looking really hard for silver lining, and I'm really trying. Um, 
he did get another hanging breaking ball today that he missed and popped up to uh you know behind second base so that wasn't great he did the same thing in monday's game against the angels but he drove that one to the warning track so uh, i think that there's something there i don't know what it is i'm not a scout or you know a coach of any sort Uh, i am just an armchair quarterback for baseball But as I said before, I do think that he's going to get Wednesday's day uh, day game off against Herman Marquez. Uh, it's a pitcher that he's not really familiar with. And I think to get him into the groove, you need to face him with somebody who's who he's familiar with, who he's had success against. And, uh, you know, that shouldn't take too long. Or, you know, just wait for playing the Mariners in a couple of days. Uh, that could also work out just fine. Um, so if he takes Wednesday off, then you got the off day Thursday. You go to Seattle and uh Everything might be fixed by Seattle. We'll see. Um, so I posted a, a poll on Twitter, and I was like, who should start for the A's at DH on for Wednesday's game? I had Seth Brown, Frank Lombretto, the fourth outfielder, which would be whoever's not being used, between Grossman, Piscotti, and Canna. So whoever would have gotten the day off, they could be the DH instead. Uh, and then uh, Vimeo Machin is the other option. Uh, he did get one start at DH. He was not great, and I don't know. For me, at least, if you want to throw Vimeo Machin against a potential Cy Young candidate, if he's not pitching in Colorado, uh, you probably want to start him off a little bit easier. So again, Vimeo Machin, you're going to get some starts in Seattle, my buddy, Um, and good luck to you. So right now, the the poll has uh, Seth Brown leading the way, and that is Seth Brown, who has not had any at-bats this season, so uh, he is due for some A-Bs, and also he's a left-handed stick, so... uh, Facing the righty Marquez might be a decent, uh, you know, option to see what he can do against Herman Marquez, even though Seth Brown, not necessarily a seasoned veteran and also uh, facing potential Cy Young candidate Herman Marquez. But I do think that in the shortened season that that the leashes will be and should be shorter for players that are struggling. So uh, right now, Chris Davis does not have a hit, so he is struggling very mightily and, uh, you know, got to give him time off where, where you can afford it. Um, and I think that Wednesday afternoon game out, you know, day game after a night game, probably the best time to do it right before an off day, get him a couple days off, refresh his head and then, uh, let him go face some Seattle pitching and feast. So, uh, I think that's where we're sitting right there. Uh, I have all of this talk. I'm going to try and describe a gif. That's going to be great. Um, the gif that took Twitter by storm on Tuesday night. So, uh, look forward to that stuff. But first I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about rockauto.com. They're a family owned business. That's been in operation for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? That's silly. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section and let them know that we sent you. rockauto.com has amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. 
CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. So while the A's game was going on, uh, a bunch of shit happened down in uh, in Houston, Texas, when the Los Angeles Dodgers got to face the Astros for the first time since the Astros kind of got penalized for cheating a whole bunch over the course of a bunch of years, but not really, and none of the players got punished. So Joe Kelly took to the mound, and he maybe intentionally threw at Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa? I don't know. It is up for debate, but I'm going to talk about it. So the prelude to this is obviously the Dodgers and Astros faced each other in the 2017 World Series, and the Astros had been uh, they been convicted of cheating, because they did. And uh, they knew what pitches were coming, and that's at least part of the reason why they won the World Series. They maybe could have won without cheating, but we don't know because they were cheating. So uh, that's where we're at on that. So this all led up to today. In the bottom of the sixth inning, in a 5-2 Dodgers winning game in Houston, um, Joe Kelly didn't seem to have location with his fastball. He got down 3 to nothing with, to Alex Bregman, and maybe he was like, hey, I'm going to probably walk this guy anyway because I have no command whatsoever. Why don't I just drill this guy and get him to first base the hard way? And uh, he unleashed a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, looked like it was going to be above the shoulders, but, you know, with Alex Bregman, he's a tiny person, so that could be really just a couple of inches off the ground. No, but really, though, don't, don't throw over people's heads. That's uh, that's not what we're here for. This one did not hit him anywhere, actually. It went behind him. So that does lead somebody to believe that it could have been intentional. But, again, Joe Kelly had no fastball command in this inning whatsoever. And uh, he ended up walking Alex Bregman. A couple batters later, oh, uh, he got the next batter to ground into a uh, fielder's choice, which they got the runner at second, which was Bregman, and then uh, Michael Brantley was running to first and stepped on Joe Kelly's foot, who was covering the bag, and uh, so apparently the Astros are just, take the medicine, just take the medicine, and then everything will go away. It's not that hard. Just act with some grace for cheating and uh, doing all that, and then uh, maybe they'll be like, eh, you know, we we tried. Oh, well. Um, but if you just kind of keep poking the bear, which is literally every other team in baseball, then they're going to keep trying to do stuff to you guys. So that's my take on what the Astros should be doing right now. And that's shutting the fuck up. Um, yeah, they tried apologizing, but it was not real whatsoever. And their owner, James, uh, not James Click, uh, Jim Crane, he seems like a real piece of work. So yeah, I, none of the things that they have done over the course of the last like seven or eight months has uh, done anything to sway the hearts and minds of baseball fans. So even if the Joe Kelly pitch to Alex Bregman was intentional, I don't think anybody cares. We want to see the Astros hurt. Um, whether that's not in the head, not in the head, give him some butt shots, hit him in the butt. Um, and then later on, a couple batters later, uh, 
Carlos Correo came up, and he had actually been having a really good game. I think he went three for four with a home run, something like that, and nobody else in the Astros really did much. So Carlos Correo came up, and he tried throwing a fastball, uh, and he just didn't have command. And so he just kind of kept throwing. Uh, Joe Kelly kept throwing off-speed stuff, and uh, one of them went, again, above the shoulders. Don't condone that. That's not good, Joe Kelly. But uh, he ended up striking him out on an off-speed pitch. And uh, then some words were exchanged, and the gif heard around the world made its rounds where Joe Kelly made a sad face emoji at Carlos Correa's face. And that was great. I will link to that uh, emoji in the show notes because it is worthwhile. You should click on that. So after the strikeout and, you know, words being exchanged and everything and uh, them telling the Astros telling uh, Joe Kelly to get his little bitch ass on the mound or something like that. Um, bleep, bleep, bleep. Sorry. Uh, they got, I'm just saying what they said. It's not swearing, if that's the case. Um, after all this stuff, the bench is cleared and all that stuff. So there, it's probably going to be some repercussions for Major League Baseball because they said, hey, guys, really, like this year in the pandemic year, uh, don't don't get out of the dugouts at all, please. That would be great. Or else we will suspend and fine you and all that stuff. So uh, maybe people are going to get fined. I mean, Joe Kelly would probably get fined or suspended for sure. But anybody that got out of the dugout, it seemed like a couple of Dodgers players gotten out of the dugout and then like everybody from the Astros dugout got out. So... There's not really anybody necessarily at fault on the Dodgers on that one, I don't think. It was, you know, it'd probably be Correa and Bregman and maybe Brantley for stepping on him and Joe Kelly. Um, At least that's the hope because literally none of the Astros players have gotten suspensions or anything like that. And uh, they need to have some sort of repercussions for baseball fans to feel uh, not vindicated, but, you know, better about the whole situation. Because, again, as I said at the beginning of when I started this podcast, um... If the punishment is you don't get draft picks, that doesn't affect anybody that actually did the cheating. Sure, the GM lost his job, but he's a world champion GM now. And uh, A.J. Hinch, world champion manager, he seems to be respected. And, you know, the stories coming out about him were decent. You think that somebody that's a little bit more maniacal wouldn't take advantage of that and be like, hey, we got all this money. We got all this stuff. That's awesome. Look at all these things that we did. We won a World Series. Uh, The the players can they, they need some repercussions. Whether that's, you know, on the field with uh, butt pitches or whether that's suspensions for, you know, starting a fight on the field with the Dodgers. Something needs to happen to them, and uh, I think that most baseball fans feel that way. I definitely do. I know that the Astros fans don't, but um, I kind of don't care what they think. So that's a, that's a quick breakdown of what happened on Tuesday night between the Astros and the Dodgers without any video evidence. Um, I, I will link to as much video stuff as I can to give you guys uh, the full rundowns of all this stuff. Cause it was quite a lot of fun. It definitely had my attention as I was watching the A's struggle through Tuesday night's game with the Rockies. So uh, yeah, otherwise, you know, and they, they got another game and part of that game, we'll probably get some suspensions or some news on, you know, repercussions for Joe Kelly and others. Uh, that'll probably be coming out in the morning once Major League Baseball, you know, wakes up and I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, but yeah, I think that everybody was very engaged in this game, uh, especially once Joe Kelly potentially was throwing at people. Um, so yeah. Also, remember that uh, viral video that was everywhere, because that's what viral means, um, of Joe Kelly like working on his changeup in his backyard and then he, he had this huge net and then he missed it and broke his own window. It's not like he's known for his control, you guys. That was way back in April. Remember the fun times of quarantine back in April when Joe Kelly breaking his window was like, hey, that was entertaining. And now we're like, hey, 
uh, other things are happening. Anyways, so that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, make sure you guys tune in to the A's game at 1240 on Wednesday afternoon. It's going to be Herman Marquez against TBD for the A's. It's going to be either Jesus Luzardo or Frankie Montas. So, uh, yeah, it, that should be a fun game. And uh, I'll be tweeting along with you guys if you want to tweet along with me. You can follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And uh, if you have any mailbag questions for us or just anything you want to email to us, uh, make sure to do that at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you guys tomorrow.